Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. If you've been listening to Lunchtime Live over the past two days, you'll know that we've been talking about bullying in the health service and allegations from callers that complaints haven't been dealt with. Here's a reminder of some of the people who got in touch. If you go to line management and you're, you're ignored or worse, that's the most awful feeling that you have nobody there. There's nobody to support you. When it's reported, it appears not to be taken seriously. I've gone through the process and found it absolutely unsatisfactory. You know, to the point where if other staff members were contemplating taking the grievance procedure, I really would advise them against it because it absolutely isn't fit for purpose. I did my best to bring my concerns to them. I don't think they really took it on board. You know, they listened and they said, you know, we're sorry to hear that, Mm. but nothing really happened. So that's some of the callers that we've talked to here on Lunchtime Live over the past few days. And again, I came in this morning and I've pages and pages printed out in front of me here in studio of emails of more and similar stories to what you've just heard there from people. And I'll bring you some of those stories a little bit later in the show. But the health service executive got back to us yesterday afternoon after uh, we came off air after the programme. And I do want to bring this response to you. So they sent in an email and they said any allegation regarding bullying and harassment is taken seriously by the HSE. The dignity of employees is of the utmost importance and there are policies in place to reflect the support provided. Disciplinary matters are managed at a local level in the HSE and investigation affords the complainant and the person against whom the complaint has been made fair and due process. And so to Kate... And Olivia and Barbara and Una and all of the others who've sent in emails in recent days. I want to know, is that response satisfactory to you? Like in your case, would having disciplinary matters managed at a local level in the HSE have helped in your situation? Because my gut feeling from talking to people actually over the last two days is that the the issue being raised by a lot of the callers is that they are being dealt with at a local level, or certainly the the procedure whereby you make your complaint is at the local level. I could be wrong. If you want to give us a call today on this, you can drop me an email, lunchtimelive at newstalk.com or give us a call, 1800 453 106. Uh, The Sinn Féin Health spokesperson, uh, David Cullinan, is with us on the programme today. David, were you aware of the extent of this issue? Well, I I have heard in the past anecdotally of allegations of harassment or bullying. Uh, It it can be rare, but it it can happen, obviously, in the healthcare system. Um, But I wasn't aware of the full extent of it, and I was very concerned when I was contacted by our programme and when some of the testimonies of people were shared with me, and I just heard again from from yourself in terms of some of those people who contacted your programme. Like yourself, I've been assured by the HSE in the past that there is very robust procedures and policies in place because sometimes people contact elected representatives, including myself, if they feel that they are not being heard or not getting justice. And on occasions when I contact the HSE, they say that they have very robust policies and procedures in place. I am concerned about the possible extent of this. And I have spoken to the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation on this issue a number of times. 
Okay. And they point to the workforce culture, which is a highly pressurised work environment. And while there can be no justification whatsoever for harassment or bullying, they say that that kind of highly pressurised work environment where we have uh, staff working huge amounts of overtime, it's almost a battle a day and it's a crisis a day in hospitals and in healthcare settings. We have obviously the hospital overcrowding issue again over the last number of weeks and months all adds to the pressures and can lead to circumstances where there is harassment or bullying. And what we need to do is ensure that people are being listened to, that people are being heard, that when complaints are made, that all of those people who contacted your programme are getting fair process and, and fair procedure and that all of their complaints are fully and properly investigated because bullying and harassment can have a huge impact on, mm. on an individual. And if you're somebody who is a nurse or a junior doctor or a healthcare assistant and you go into a very busy hospital with all of the stresses and strains that that job brings anyway in a really highly pressurised work environment and you're being bullied or harassed on, on top of that, it obviously would have a huge impact on the mental health and the well-being of that staff member. So there is a duty of care, obviously, on behalf of the HSE to all of those healthcare professionals. And I think, um, in, from my perspective, I certainly will raise this again at the Oireachtas Health Committee and in the Dáil with the Minister for Health to ensure that okay. the policies and procedures uh, that are in place are robust, that they're working, uh, and that they engage again with the INMO and other bodies to ensure that if they need to be reviewed, that they are reviewed. So, so when we talk about procedures, you know, being robust and look, I, I'm not a, a HR expert and nor will I pretend to be. But like, I mean, you know, the, the HSE are telling us in a, in a five um, sentence statement that, you know, there is a robust system in place for employees to ensure fair and due process. And I could, you know, show you any amount of emails, David, out there over the last three, three and a half days. I mean, the response to this has been nothing short of phenomenal. Like, I actually cannot get over the response we've had to this from people. So like I, I I would be have a sort of a critical analysis approach of how robust this system is, looking at the extent of these stories that we're getting in from people. Yes, and I would share that concern and and obviously if the anecdotal evidence presented to your programme is reflective of what's happening uh, in a wider sense in, in our healthcare system, that's a huge concern. So our first duty of care in relation to staff in hospitals is to ensure that they are respected, that there is dignity in the workplace, uh, that they are not harassed, they are not bullied. And, and bear in mind, on top of all of that, we have one of the most highly assaulted healthcare workforce in Europe. So uh, the last figures I got in relation to the number of reported assaults uh, in relation to frontline healthcare workers from January up to the end of October was 4,300 assaults. So we know that all of those issues are really challenging issues for mm, those who work. It's a highly pressurised job. And, and and I think that, from my perspective, I'm not satisfied with the response that you've got from the HSE. Of course, there are policies and procedures in place. The issue is, are those policies and procedures working? And do people feel that they are getting the support that they need? Quite evidently from all of the emails presented to your programme, that's not the case. Uh, I also know that there was training uh, rolled out for management in hospitals and in the HSE back in 2015 in relation to harassment and bullying and how to deal with it. I think that needs to be done on an ongoing basis that was contracted out to the Rape Crisis Centre in Dublin, to my knowledge. But in my view, that's the last time that there was any serious training rolled out. So there needs sorry, to be ongoing can I, can I, training. Can, sorry, David. Can I, the, the, the last time that people were trained on management courses, to the best of your knowledge, was in 2015. 
that's my understanding. And when I spoke to the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation some time ago on this issue, they said that there was a, a contract put out, a tender contract for uh, a rollout of training because a new policy was put in place. Uh, and it's my understanding that, yes, it was 2015. So from my perspective, there needs to be ongoing training for management. It needs to be on a regular basis. It needs to be updated. And I suppose the bigger issue is that we need to listen to those people then who are making complaints. And if those people who are making complaints are saying to you through your programme and, and to the public that they don't believe that the processes are robust, then obviously we have to look at the processes to make sure that they work, that they are effective, that we have proper training in place, uh, and that everything that can be done is being done to better support people. Because uh, in that highly pressurised work environment, we have a real challenge and difficulty in attracting doctors, nurses, healthcare assistants to come and work in the public system. We can't open beds because we can't recruit staff. We have nurses who are trained in this state and who leave because of the, all of those challenges in the Irish healthcare system. And unless we deal with these issues and make sure that it isn't as highly pressurised as it is, always you will have pressures in hospitals. Mm. And I think nurses accept that. On occasion, you will have you know highly pressurised situations, but it's every day, it's constant. So it's the busyness of the job, it's the crisis in underfunding, it's the yeah. level of Well, there should be support from your line the, management, though. You know, irrespective of the, the the ongoing issues that we have within the working environment, the resources, the pressures on people in terms of numbers coming through the facilities, etc., there should be support there for staff, for management. And if you're telling us today, I, I cannot get over this, David, if this is correct, if you're telling us that the last time there was management training was in 2015... Like, that's extraordinary. Is is the flip of that, does that mean that... Like, so have people been trained if you've become a manager in the last seven years? Have I taken that upright? Um, I think you are, yes. And it's in other elements of, of, of the public service, for example, in a Garda corner, if you're promoted to a manager's role, you have to go to Templemore for management training. I don't believe that exists in the healthcare system. So there's, there's lots of issues in relation to training of management in the healthcare system. Uh, the issue I'm talking about is that there was a tendering uh, uh, of, uh, of uh, a rollout of training very specific to uh, management in the healthcare system in relation to harassment and bullying and how to deal with it. Uh, I don't believe there has been any tendering process since then and any substantial rollout of, of training. And 2015 is That's a long time ago. Sure. David, you, if you were to become a producer in here next week in News Talk, you'd go through a management programme. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it would seem extraordinary that you would go from being a nurse in a ward to becoming a, a staff manager or a ward manager in the HSE and you mightn't go through tra- training to deal with this that it hasn't happened in seven and, years. And it's an issue that has been raised by the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation and other organisations repeatedly. So I suppose what we're talking about here is harassment, bullying and dignity at work. And I'm very conscious of all of those people who contacted your programme that they feel let down and they feel failed. So there is a, a duty on me as the main opposition health spokesperson. There's a duty on the Minister for Health and there's a duty on the head of the HSE to take all of that seriously. What I'm saying is I will raise this at the Oireachtas Health Committee, which is the best forum for me to raise it. I will mm. raise it directly with the Minister for Health. We need to look and examine again at all of those policies and procedures because getting a standard response back from the HSE to say we have processes in place. Of course, there are processes. The question is, are the processes mm. working? Are they as robust as the HSE say they are? And quite evidently, if people are saying that they are not being listened to, they've had a bad experience, 
I think that has to be taken on board. It's a very serious issue. It's... And I'm really conscious of, of the fact that we all we all have a duty of care to those who work in all work environments, but particularly those who work on the front line in healthcare in very difficult circumstances to keep people safe mm-hmm. and to, to make sure that people yeah. are treated. We... We, we that we respect them and make sure that they are protected. We, we we've actually we're going to get on to the HSE as well, uh, David ourselves to to see if that um that that date you know around the management training the program from from seven years ago if there is any update on that because I just find that absolutely extraordinary. Uh, it is my experience from from uh, you know chatting to people here in the show that they don't come on lightly about something like this. You know, it takes a huge amount of, I suppose, confidence or courage to come on and talk about experience of bullying and that's always been something I've noticed on the show so I know that for the people that have got in touch with us and shared their stories with us over the past two days or three days in the programme um, I know it's been a difficult thing for them you know and, 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 and you know in many ways those stories they've shared with us has now led to you going to raise this at the the Iraq this um at the health committee meeting and and you mentioned with the health minister as well Stephen Donnelly like in your experience David what if anything can come from raising issues like this at a committee meeting well i first of all want to commend all of those who contacted your program because it does take an awful lot of courage to stand up and say i've been failed i've been bullied i've been harassed because it does ease away at the confidence of an individual and it's a really, really horrible uh, environment for anybody to work in and it just can't be tolerated. So I have always taken the view that we have to take a zero tolerance approach to any sort of bullying or harassment. But we also need to make sure that we have the very uh, and most robust processes in place to deal with it. People need to feel that the process works and that they feel heard. So by raising it at the Oireachtas Health Committee, in my view, it's to bring in the HSE to ask them about their policies and procedures, uh, to relay some of the stories that have been given to your programme and, and others as well, um, but also to better understand the level of training that's rolled out, uh, what happens if somebody feels that they are failed, you know, is there alternative options open to them, but more to the point, what resources are invested in ensuring mm. that the, the welfare of staff uh, is uh, something that the HSE invests in because I'm, as I said I'm conscious of it's almost a perfect storm in many ways of a highly pressurised work environment yeah. huge amounts of assaults uh, in, in hospitals that we, we see recorded almost every month that has an impact obviously and that's horrendous and the INMO would say that there is a clear relationship here between these issues and the fact there's huge frustrations in hospitals with overcrowding well it's not a justification it never can be I think we have to address all of those issues. So we have to address, obviously, those challenges and capacity problems that we have in our hospitals that lead to overcrowding, which in turn can lead to more of this. But we also have to accept that there can be no justification. We have to take a zero tolerance approach. And in taking a zero tolerance approach, the policies have to be as robust as they can possibly be. So the purpose of me raising it with the HSE and with the minister is it's quite evident from your programme that there is a problem. So we have to address this problem and we can't just wash our hands and say, well, we have processes in place and that's fine and then move on to the next issue. We have to take it as serious as we should take it. Okay. And that's obviously a matter for the Minister 
primarily, but also for the HSE management. Yeah, well, I can tell you from tax coming in now, David, already there's, um, you know, people certainly pleased that this is going to be brought further and that you are going to raise this at the Health Committee meeting. And we'll, we'll absolutely, I mean, we'll, we'll stay on this and keep on top of it and bring any update from that to listeners. I mean, I, I know you're probably waiting for Doll to resume and all of that, but when then would that be likely to happen? Is that in the next month or? Well, it's, it's first of all a matter for the entire Health Committee, so I can bring that forward as a proposal. But I think that we need to look at the, the whole welfare of staff because it's not just the issue of bullying or harassment. I think it would be appropriate for the Health Committee to look at the whole welfare of, of those who work in our hospitals and in our healthcare system. Because what I'm hearing from those who work on the front line is, yes, on occasion I hear of allegations of bullying or harassment, but I also hear of that highly pressurised work environment, a battle and a crisis a day, mm. the level of assaults, uh, and and all of those issues are really having a big impact on, one, the welfare, obviously, of those staff members, which should be our primary concern. But secondly, it impacts on the ability of the healthcare system to attract people to work in, in the health service. And I, I should also say, for many people who work in the healthcare service in our public system, uh, it is rewarding and, and it is, uh, you know, uh, there are many good experiences that people have as well. So we have to give that balance. But where you have bad experience and where you have... It has to be dealt with and has to be called out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, nobody's suggesting that there wouldn't be fair or due process, but but like... I mean, yeah, it's 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 certainly the critical analysis of these robust procedures and policies that are that are in place. David, we'll keep listeners posted on when uh, that committee meeting uh, might take place. But look, thank you for your time in the program and certainly for raising this issue uh, here from lunchtime live at a at a national level and uh, in the houses of power as well. That's um, Sinn Fein health spokesperson David Cullinan there. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.